Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. So good morning, you're with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino on Arts Express, 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am digital podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available streaming live later today. And our guests today include, and she's here with us in the studio. So excited I am to meet Rama and um, Rama Nicholas, <laughs> comedian storyteller in her Spaghetti Western musical Death Rides a Horse at the Comedy Festival Cooper's Malthouse and later... We have stand-up comedian Cameron James. He's going to be in Chilled Out, Fired Up. And then we have activist and organiser Cathy Brigden, who talk about uh, saving the stories of female unionists who've been overlooked in the recorded history of the Australian union movement. So what an interesting program. Yeah, fabulous. No, hopefully <laughs> the start may have been a bit shaky, folks, but we're, we're on the tra- tram now, aren't we, all the, the train, the Arts yeah, Express. take it off. There's the yes, ticket. Yes, So... Uh, Rama, tell us about your wonderful Spaghetti Western, um, Death Rides a Horse. Hi, thanks for having me. No, a lovely pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a show for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Cooper's Malt House Theatre. Um, It's a one-woman Spaghetti Western musical, and I play all the characters. So it's like a play or a musical play, and I play about 15 different characters. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do all those characters sing or just... Just a few, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, yeah. so the, you know, spitting on the on the in the cup. I, I spaghetti westerns are very, you know, they're very entertaining. But when you put it into the com- comedic, it's almost like a layer upon another layer of comedy, really, isn't it? With yeah. The- it's yeah, brilliant. I love working with different genres. So my last show called The Lucky Ones was a romance, yes. um, romance and erotica genre where I researched a whole bunch of those, um, you know, Saucy Mills and Boone kind of books. Yeah, and then, Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but this one is obviously a Western, a musical mm. Western, um, and it's really fun. Oh. It's, a, it's a wild romp yeah. of a show, yeah. It sounds wild, and, and especially I love those things like Calamity Jane and Any Get Your Gun. So if yeah. you've got a, um, a whip, you crackle. <laughs> I wish no, I that was That whip was the previous away. show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not well, that you, skilled, you, unfortunately. Are you gun toting? <laughs> I wish just a mime gun here and mime there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, look, it's amazing to be doing so many characters and uh, you keep Rama out of it. I do, yeah. So I come from an acting background originally and um, I kind of... Uh, Where were you trained? Uh, I went to NMIT, mm-hmm. and uh, so I trained there. But I've always sort of lent towards character acting, and comedy and improvisation swept me up as I as I went along. So mm. I just kind of went went in that direction further. Mm. So yeah, that's where all the character work comes from is from doing. Um, so okay, so you when you get into this 
you know, which characters am I going to bring into this show? Because, you know, where do you get the muse or the inspiration from which what? Do you get it from film? Do you get them, you know, of course it's the Spaghetti Western, I know. and But it's also, there's, you know, the 50s Westerns as well. There were lots of, you know, high ho Silver and all that, yeah. you know. Yeah, I do love film. I get a lot of inspiration from film. Um, I love story. My husband and I are completely into story. We're always mm. talking about story. You know, if we see a film, we'll pick it apart and analyse yeah. it. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right into genre. I'm right into story. Um, I love Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. So I, this this show in particular mm. uses his mm. uh, structure yes. as, a, as a hero's journey for my female character, my yes. female protagonist. Um, all my shows have strong female protagonists, mm. and that's yeah. wonderful. You were talk, talking about that, you know, the, the the idea of pushing the you know the envelope where women come come out of their traditional roles, if, if you like, yeah. and really sort of you know shock, put a bit of shock into the world, yeah, because we we otherwise we're put into the. The little pigeonholes, aren't we? And yeah. There's a lot of crap there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of crap there. Um, yeah, all my shows have really strong female protagonists. And um, and it's also like the meta of the show is that I'm, I'm a woman but I'm also playing men. Yes. So there's a gender-bending element there and I'm playing all the characters and playing all the stories. So it's like, you know, my, my kind of – my thing is I want to show – everyone, (laughs) that there's a different style of comedy out there, um, which has been around for a little while now, and um, but also that women can do anything. Like of we course. can do anything. We can be funny. We can play a billion characters. We c- we don't have to con- conform to stand up comedy. No. If that genre, if that style doesn't suit us. Yes. And that we can do this sort of alternative form of comedy. And, and the world won't fall in because yeah. we, we can share the stage with the fellas. Yeah. You that's know, right. it's, and it's in fact they they can really enjoy us. And there are plenty of guys that really are not intimidated, but th- there are a lot of guys that are very intimidated by a, f- a very funny woman, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a super competitive <laughs> industry mm. as well. So, mm. you know, that that lends itself to that as well. Yeah. 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 It has uh, yeah. It's had really uh, grown, hasn't it, the Comedy Festival, and there are a lot more women performing yeah. now. Yeah. And I'm sure in some cases, well, certainly women would prefer to go and see women yes. rather than uh, just the old um, swearing sort of... Stuff that goes on, people yeah. get a bit tired of that. I swear, there's plenty of swearing. Then <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of swearing. But in my you show. don't know yeah. when, when it's nothing but chills. Yeah. That perhaps that's what I like yeah. about it. Well, you know, the the, the um, demographic of comedy festival is that it is a, a lot of women come and see the festival, like mm. more so yeah. than men. Yeah, and um, I mean, all the women that I know, all the women that I have in my life, and that love comedy, are super strong, like. <laughs> funny, intelligent women yes. and and I know that they like to come and see sh- other women yeah. like that you yeah. know, and perform like that. So, yes. you know, that, that inspires me. They inspire me. So, yeah. What's yeah. inspiring to me is that you've also, um, you go back and you actually remount yeah. um, the show. So you, yeah. you you brought the show out originally, I think, the Darabin Music Feast a few years ago. Is that right? Actually, and yeah. Now you've so- changed it. Tell us how you've changed it or remounted it. Right. So um, I brought it to Comedy Festival actually five years ago. It was my very first solo show. Yeah. And I brought it back because people kept asking me 
when are you going to bring it back? And mm. I did take it to the Darabin Music Feast about oh, okay. three years ago. Yes. Um, yeah, and since then people have been kind of hounding me. When is it coming back? Mm. Um, and I haven't actually changed it much. Mm. I've just sort of tweaked it here and there. Mm. Um, but it's pretty in its original state. Yeah, oh, apart good. from a few extra little gags here and there, a little bit of extra physical comedy. Um, yeah. But it's so jam-packed, the narrative, and the characters are so full of their own world and life that there wasn't I like like changing and adding it would have done my head in a bit I think yeah. so I just kind of and, and it maybe yeah. would have spoiled it too because mm. you know as you say what if, if it ain't broken don't you know yeah. don't fix it yeah. was, people were calling for it to come back you yeah, know we want right. another laugh you know yeah you know so that's great got, it's really um it says, you know, deep into the badlands of Mexico and you're an outlawed cowgirl, a vengeful Spaniard and a mischievous horse. Yes. <laughs> a mischievous horse. Tell us about this little character. Come so, on. <laughs> um, the horse is the narrator of the show. Oh, yeah, brilliant. His, his of course, of Clickster. course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, him and, him and uh, the lead character, Katarina, they're best friends. So they're, they're the protagonists that go on the adventure together, but he's telling the story as if it was from the past. So, yeah. yeah. A bit, bit of coyote-ish yeah. <laughs> or, or coyote-ish, yeah, <laughs> whatever right. you like. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, they have just one mission to take revenge on death. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's tough kind of with the spoilers, but they meet a Spaniard in the desert and he's on a mission. So they, they kind mm. of join up with him. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Um, but there's a there's a Day of the Dead uh, element oh, to the course, show. Of course, yeah. of course. So they got on their way to Mexico on the Day of the Dead. Oh, how brilliant! There's lots of supernatural stuff that happens, oh. and uh, yeah, lots of stuff around yeah, death, the skeleton, all yeah. that. That's the wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good because that it, 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 uh, you know that is a very special day in Mexico, isn't yeah. it? It's, a, it's actually a, a special festival huge yeah. festival so it, there's all these wonderful elements and yeah. and and that's another thing that you know any show where you're also sort of um bringing people into a little bit of information but you're saying before about deconstruction and and women do by nature mm. <laughs> I, I always say that um women are natural detectives and and de- deconstruct so you know yeah. it's it is lovely that you you've got that whole element going on, yeah. on, well, on the love, show i love mythology as well so i'm always sort of digging into that when i'm writing a story mm. just because i feel like it adds an extra like a deeper layer you know into into the characters or or into the the metaphors, mm, yeah, definitely. So, so you yeah. you um, studied at NMIT acting, but mm-hmm. um, what made you get into comedy? Um, well, um, it just sort of like I kept um, leaning towards character roles, um, and I think uh, I'd always had like right back when I was in school doing musicals, <laughs> doing high school musicals, I always had a really good sense of timing, so I'd always get cast in these comedic roles um, and character roles. So I think. I just kind of ended up leaning in that direction because my timing was good and um, I was always quite creative coming mm. up with different characters and, and improvisation. Um, I got into impro professionally um, like about, oh, God, years ago, years and years ago. But I was In with, Melbourne? In Melbourne, oh, yes. Lovely. I was with a company called Impro Melbourne for about 13 years. Yes, we've had them on our yeah. show. Mm, yeah, they're yeah. fabulous. So I was with those guys for years and years and um, – and so that always lends itself to comedy. So oh. I really got my got my comedy chops through yeah. working with those, that company. Yeah. 
Mm. Now, the show, tell us the dates and Mm. um, also the times. And, of course, you said it's at the uh, Cooper's Malt House or Malters. I can never get that right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, so it's on at the Cooper's Malt House. (laughs) Yes. And I opened last night Mm. and I run until the 8th of April. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Is that right? 8th of April? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my brain is a bit mushy. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah the oh, good. I'm yeah. glad I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm only doing the first two weeks of comedy festival, mm-hmm. so it's easy for people to miss out because they generally binge the comedy festival towards the end of the festival. But Panic. Lots and, yeah. yeah, lots mm. and lots of people are doing um, doing two week runs now. So I've decided to do the first two weeks. So, so yeah, don't so miss I, out. Right. All over Easter, you'll perform yes, every night over all Easter. All over Easter, only beautiful Mondays. I don't perform. Okay, so every that's night good. Mondays. Okay, well, don't 8:15. miss them. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Rama yeah. Nicholas in Death Rides a Horse, at the comedy festival at the Cooper's Malt House, and it's on until the eighth of April. And all the best. And you can go on to the uh, both. You can just. Type in Rama Nicholas, but you can also go into the comedy um, festival program yeah. guide. But um, but com. but really, yeah. If you see uh, uh, this wonderful image of uh, of the Mexican, what is it? The death, death, yeah, the, yeah, death, the death mask, the, death the mask. day, yeah, yeah, and it's brilliant. So all the very, very best. All thanks the for ju- having me. No, thank you, Rama. That's pleasure. wonderful. It's been lovely. Thanks. thanks thank very you. Much. So we're speaking to activist and organiser Cathy Brigden. Hello, Cathy. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, look, terrific. Trish and I were very interested when you uh, uh, you got to talk about saving the stories of female unionists who've been overlooked in the recorded history of the Australian Union movement. This sounds really good. This is in a, a, a group of uh, saving these stories and getting anyone who knows about them to get on to you about it. Is that right? That's right. So my co-researcher, Sarah Kane, who's based up in Sydney, and I are really interested in trying to make sure that we capture the stories of women trade unionists, whether they've been workplace leaders, whether they've been more senior leaders, and also the, the women who have contributed to the way in which unions have been struggling and fighting for workplace rights. Cathy, oh, oh, it's Trish here, sorry. Um, what <laughs> I, I, was, I was interested in is like even the we, – we've got a big gap in, of course, in um, – the you know the sort of industry the factory workers that really were the real strugglers in um, union and they really relied ter- heavily on good um, union leadership and and the, and you know protecting their rights and I'm sure there would be people out there that could 
give us a plethora of stories as well. Are they invited into the, the narrative? Yes, definitely. Because what we find is that often attention is only placed on the full-time officials, mm. those who have some public profile. And as union members and activists know, it's often that unseen, unsung work done by shop stewards and delegates that really holds members together and is the force for change in workplaces. And well, it's or family, in, isn't it? And it is, exactly. So, yes, I think people do have that sense that you know the union is their family, the union is there to support them, and the union is them. Mm, and they make definitely. up the union. Mm. And so if you're having a problem at work, you want to be able to go to someone who understands what you're doing. And women workers often want to get support from other women. Yeah, so exactly. when yeah. when other so when women then stand up and say, Yes, even though this is intimidating and, and scary, but you know, I will stand up for you know, the, the other women in the area and I will speak to management. Yeah. It's those stories that we want to hear. That's wonderful. You know, those little, those fights that we want to know about that, you know, maybe members of your family know about or friends or the union, but don't get any broader um, coverage. And mm. those those stories are the ones that we think are the ones that are that inspire people to... Activism. Well, one particular woman comes to mind, and I, um, who passed away recently, was Zelda Depano. You know, yes, exactly. what a wonderful example of a very strong, you know, sort of voice for women and women's rights within the workforce. Zelda's a great example because Zelda was such a fighter right through her life. Mm. And Zelda was one of those, and, and yes, she's one of those women who who is indeed inspiring because of the way she stood up and she, you know, when she chained herself <laughs> to the yes. to the arbitration commission, yeah. and you know, she was willing to you know take on unpopular ideas and say these are really important, and women's experiences need to be listened to, and women's rights need to be built and extended, and. and and right up to the end of her, and right up to the end of her life, yes. you know, she was fighting for for union rights and for women's rights. Yes, you're planning to seek out 50 Australian union women's stories from a wide range of backgrounds and locations, record them in their own words via face-to-face interviews, and add them to the website. Where non-live archive will be free and accessible to all. Wonderful personal memories, and you're really looking for um, raising twelve thousand to help with this, aren't you? We are. We're in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. that we're running through Chuffed, which is called Save Women's Stories. Yeah. And so the reason why we need the money is because we want to get women's stories across Australia. So not because Sarah and I are based in Melbourne and Sydney, we don't want people to think that we're only interested in women in Melbourne and Sydney. We want to be able to travel to regional areas and rural areas and other states so that we get a really broad range of, of women's stories. And again, you know, accessing those, those women who we might not know about, but others will say, well, you, you really should capture the story of 
yeah. this particular woman and you know this is what happened in our workplace yeah. and so you should talk to you know the the, the shop steward who was there in the 1980s Yes. So we're also trying to get a picture of not only what women have been doing in recent times, but we're also trying to get those those earlier stories. So oh, we're that looking you actually, at... yes, I was going to ask you, there'd be people <laughs> that would be they would have heard about stories their grandma told them or aunties yes. told them that, you know, they've long gone, but um, the stories are living on in the family that we really the broader um, community need to hear. I've got a I've got a bit of a funny one myself that you might. It's a, it's a bit trivial compared with some of them, but I must tell you about it. When I was um, uh, in the AJA, which became the MEAA, as the yes. secretary there, I was meant to organise a women's night, and ah. someone suggested Toto's, which was apparently a sophisticated restaurant in Richmond, a Thai restaurant. And so I went and booked Toto's Pizza Parlour in life. (laughs) (laughs) And all the women were so shocked and they all came upstairs to old Toto's, you know, and it was really quite hysterical. And I got these terrible looks as if to say, my God, you know, you thought it was Toto's. What a silly idiot. (laughs) So, so faux pas can happen. And I think sometimes that humour is is really good too, isn't it? Well, exactly. And I'm sure they would, that, it would be a memorable occasion mm. that they would that they would have talked about and said, yes, we thought we were going out to a fancy restaurant, but we ended up having pizza, but we had a great time. Exactly. And what a great story to tell. <laughs> yes. So um, tell us, um, Cathy, how people can get on to you if they want to be involved in helping find these unionists. And also supporting this fun fundraiser. Exactly. Okay. Well, we've... As I said, we're running our crowdfunding campaign through Chuffed. Yes. So I can give you the uh, the yes. email address, uh, the, the web address for that. Yes, please mm-hmm. do. If that would help. So it's Chuffed. Yes, C H Chuffed C H U F E D. Yes. So Chuffed dot org. Yes. Slash project. Yes. Slash. Save women's stories. I think that's the operative word. Save women's stories, even if you and put I that in. And I was just going to say, yeah, go, sorry. To the Chuff, sorry, go to Kathy. the Chuff website and, and search for save women's stories. Yeah. Yeah. You've blown the whistle on me on that one. <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you so much for being with us and all the best. And we'll be in touch in a couple of months. We'd love to hear some, you know, some, the result of it all. And um, it was wonderful talking with you today, Cathy. I would much. love to come back and 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 tell you some of the stories that we that we've been hearing and yeah. and thank you so much for helping us promote the no, project. No, it's some, something we're both very passionate about. Well, I think we need to up the profile of union more so than ever before. So thanks very much. Well, thank you so much, Bye-bye, Trish now. and Valerie. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm Kelly Santon performing Sax Express on 3CR Melbourne who support women in jazz. Okay, so um, it's bye from Trish and Valerie. Yeah, sorry we couldn't speak to Cameron. We did try to 
um, contact him. But um, his show is um, coming up for the um, International Melbourne. Chilled the, out. Chilled out. out. So yeah. so you can go in and there and um, and have a look. But we see, we'll see if we can have him on the show again. And we'd time. like to thank comedian storyteller Rama Nicholas in her spaghetti western musical Death Rides a Horse at the Comedy Festival Cooper's Maltas. Also, Kathy Brigden. Um, thank you very much. And it's time for Talk Back with Attitude.